Good morning, welcome to church. Thank you for joining us. What a privilege to come together in a way like this and listen to God's word and, and open ourselves up for, for God to work through his word and through the spirit. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you that we may believe that this word is making a difference in our lives, that this word is life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for scripture. Thank you that that scripture tells us of who you are and what, what you want us to be. Thank you that scripture tells us how important this relationship is to you. That's why we're here this morning, Lord Jesus, to spend time with you, to spend time in your word, to open ourselves up for your Holy Spirit, to change our hearts and our minds and our lives. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from John 4. John chapter 4, we're going to read um, from verse 43. If you've been following us for a while, you would have known that we started reading through John. And we're going to keep on reading through the gospel of John and to see how John tells us what who Jesus was and what Jesus wanted to do. Our scripture reading this morning, John 4, verse 43. After the two days he left for Galilee. Now Jesus himself had pointed out that prophets have no honor in their own country. When he arrived in Galilee, the Gal Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, for they had also been there. Once more he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay ill at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, Yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at that we, uh, Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he and his whole, fam his whole household believed. This was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. That concludes our scripture reading. It's an interesting line of a thought that John are busy here with. Um, after the, the, the wonder, the miracle of changing water into wine in Cana, we read that the disciples came to believe in Jesus. And then after, it's almost as if, as if people that tasted the wine realized something amazing happened. And they told other people that they were there when they tasted the wine and saw the miracle. And people started to believing on that ground. And later in John 2, when Jesus was in Jerusalem, he says that a lot of people start to believe because of the signs that Jesus did. The signs uh, because of the miracles that Jesus performed. People saw something and they followed Jesus. They started to believe in him. So the, the line of the story is that Jesus is doing miracles and that's the reason why we believe in him. 
because he's got the power and the ability to do miraculous things, signs and wonders. That's why we believe in Jesus. And it's interesting. It's so easy for this story that's been read to, to fall just into that pattern. Here is Jesus. He is a sick child. Jesus do a wonder, a miracle, and the child is alive. It's interesting. In verse 48, Jesus says, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. And remember, Jesus is not only talking here to the dad that comes back because his child is sick. Jesus is talking to everyone that was there, everyone that had to hear this. He, he's talking to all the people that's following him to see miracles and wonders, to see the next great thing. He's talking to us that's reading the scripture 2,000 years later. We we'll also expect Jesus to do signs and miracles before we will believe in him. So that we can build our faith on, 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 on the miraculous things he's doing. Jesus says, can't build your faith on that. You can't believe me because I did miraculous things. Because that's not the reason he came. And that's, that's not the way he wants to persuade people to follow him and to believe in him. That's not faith. That's hero worship. That's following a miracle worker. And Jesus don't want us to build our faith on him on miraculous signs. Because the danger of that is that if it doesn't happen, if you pray and ask for something and Jesus doesn't come through and give it to you and do, do a miracle, answer your prayers and give what you need, then it's possible that if miracles was a prerequisite that you're going to start to doubt Jesus, to doubt this power. And it's possible that that will be the reason you will walk away from Jesus. Can't be miracles. And it's almost as if this father understood that. Because his answer was interesting after Jesus that said that the royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. It's almost as if he's saying, I don't care about miracles. I don't care about all these signs and wonders you are talking about. My son is dying. Please come. Please come and help. Almost as if he didn't hear what Jesus said. If you are a parent, I think you will have a good understanding of, of, through what, of what this guy is going through. About a child that's poorly, a child that's ill, a child that's not, not getting better. About crisis in your family. As a, as a dad, you'll exactly understand how, how many times you worry about your kids. So to a certain extent, we can understand why this father would come to Jesus and say, Lord, please, I don't care about anything else. Come and help my child. Come and help my child. He's dying. But the difference is, don't build your faith on miracles. Don't build your faith on any wonder or any sign that Jesus had doing or had done. Build it on who he is. And that's a major difference. It's interesting that when the dad came to Jesus, Jesus only gave him a word. Jesus told him, 
Um, verse 50, go, your son will live. That's all. He, he, Dad didn't see a miracle. He only had the word, go, your child will live. There was no other guarantee. It's interesting. When John starts his gospel, gospel 1 verse 1, he says in the beginning was the word and he talked about Jesus and the word was with God and the word was God. He says, through him all things were made, in him was life. That's where John starts saying, we've got the word and he talk, he's talking about Jesus. And now if you believe Jesus is the word, then you can believe that Jesus is the one that gives life, the only one that can give life. And, and in this story, we've, we have a father. In the first place, a father who came to Jesus, who comes to the word. And the word gives him a word that he can trust. A word that his son will live. It's all he gets. Just remember Capernaum, that this guy, where this guy was from, was in a very important city. At that stage, it was on the cross crossroad of trade routes um, from between Turkey, uh, Asia Minor in those times and Egypt, Africa in the south. So there was a lot of uh, traveling taking place. So there was a lot of tax collectors. There was a huge Roman garrison there, uh, part of a Roman army there. And there was a good chance that this guy that was working in the royal court wasn't a Jew. Or if he was a Jew, there's a good chance that he wouldn't have been seen as a good Jew because he's working for the enemy. So uh, for all the Jews around, they would have thought, but Jesus has no reason to heal this guy's child because he's not a good Jew. He doesn't deserve it. Interesting, Jesus heals this child without this dad doing anything. Without any precondition, Jesus just heals the child. It wasn't because the dad did something right. It, doesn't, it wasn't because the dad was a good person. It wasn't because the dad um, was accepted as a good Jew. It was just because Jesus said the child was a, will live. And if we look at the account later on, verse 53, People said that the moment Jesus said the words, the child became better, fever left him. So it wasn't even after the, the, the dad was, was faithful and listened to what Jesus said and, and, and hold on to it and said, okay, I will go back when Jesus healed his child. Jesus healed him when he said the child will live. His words was enough. Don't. Put a prerequisite on faith. Maybe the dad did hear the stories about Jesus' miracle working. But just to hear that, even just to see it, that's on faith. You've got to trust Jesus enough to come. That's the point. And, and maybe the dad was desperate. Maybe he did try anything. Maybe Jesus was his last option. It doesn't matter. Because it wasn't his, his good life or his, or his right choices or, or, or the reasons he came to Jesus that saved his son. He trusted Jesus. That's the point. And Jesus says, 
or John, when he writes about that, said, uh, verse 54, this was the second sign Jesus performed. First sign was in Cana, <laughs> uh, when, when he, Jesus was at the, at, at the wedding festival and they ran out of wine. Uh, and Jesus made more wine. And now here is a son, uh, here is a dad that's worried about his seriously ill son that has a possibility that's going to die. Who comes to Jesus, who trusts Jesus enough to ask him. And a dad that trusts Jesus enough that was willing to take him on his word and go with that. That's all Jesus needed. Because people and the situations people find themselves in and things that happen to Jesus and uh, with people and things that uh, and who people are and what's going on in their lives is important to Jesus. That's why when he was in a wedding, wedding festival, well, he made wine because that was the crisis they were. That, that's the reason why when he talked to Nicodemus, he told him, sorry, Nicodemus, you've got to start again. Because if you build your faith on where you are at this stage, you're not going to have life. You've got to start again. That's why when Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman at the well, he, he made an effort to connect with her. Because he cared about who she was. That's the reason she said afterwards, I believe in Jesus because he knew everything about her. And now we find a dad with a sick child. And Jesus now he come because he trusts him enough. That's what faith is about. Not about the next miracle. Not about the next sign. Or miraculous wonder. But faith is about a Jesus that we can trust. A Jesus that knows us and knows exactly what's going on in our lives. And faith is about trusting his word and taking what he said. And for Jesus, that's enough. Because he knew this kind of faith will grow. And will make a difference in their lives. And will make a difference in the lives of other people around them. We, we, we read in, in, in verse 53 it says. So he and his whole household believed. We read about the Samaritan woman. That all the Samaritans in the village believed. Because of one person that was willing to trust Jesus enough to come. Ask him for help. That's why Jesus said, this is a second miracle. I don't know where you are. I don't know what's going on in your life. I know Jesus cares. And I, I know he cares enough for him to open himself up and give you the opportunity to come and say, Lord, I trust you with this issue in my life. Doesn't matter what it is. The bigger question is, do you trust him? You don't need to be good enough. You don't need to deserve it. You don't need to be, to be a good person, even a bad person. That's not the issue. The issue is, do you trust Jesus? Because that's where faith starts. That's the second miracle. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
that we know that you care for each one of us. Everything that's going on in our lives is important to you. And that we may trust you with everything we've got. Trust you for our kids, trust you for our friends, for our work, for, for all the troubles we are in. For all the crises we find ourselves in, Lord Jesus. Thank you that we can trust you and know that you have a bigger plan for each one of us. That what you are busy doing in our lives will give off and make a difference in the lives of people around us. Please keep on working. Keep opening our minds and hearts up for your spirit. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. We have opportunity to bring our offerings. You see all the options available. Thank you for everyone that's faithfully giving. We appreciate that very much. I want to end the service uh, with, with a blessing because it's, it's a way to say that the Lord gave his word. You can trust him. The Lord, the Lord will, will keep you. The Lord will shine his countenance upon you. The Lord will give you peace and know that he loves you. Pray this in your holy name. Amen.